Welcome to the Refine Your Health podcast with Dr. Dion. I'm a primary care physician, and now I can happily add podcaster. Tune in to each episode to hear great information on improving health outcomes, disease prevention, and overall community health advocacy. Thanks for listening. Now let's jump into today's episode to improve your health. Hello, listeners. This is your host, Dr. Dion, and thanks for checking out this episode of Refine Your Health. We're in the month of February. For this episode, I want to focus on heart health. Specifically, I want to talk about congestive heart failure. And you may be asking yourself, why do I want to focus on heart failure? Well, according to a few statistics that I came across from the American Heart Association, as well as the Center for Disease Control, mentioned that greater than 6 million Americans live with heart failure and greater than 900,000 are diagnosed with heart failure each year. Based on those statistics, it states that it's anticipated that 8 million Americans will have some form of heart failure by 2030. Also, I came across an interesting statistic about the cost that heart failure has on the entire nation. Heart failure costs the nation $30.7 billion each year and close to $70 billion would be the anticipated cost by 2030. And the reason is because number one is related to the healthcare services to provide treatment, medications, as well as impacting the workforce where people are missing days from work because of heart failure. In addition, the American Heart Association website states that all adults 40 and above, at least one in five will develop some heart failure in the United States. So those are some alarming numbers as well as significant costs to take care of these individuals who develop heart failure. So I want to talk about this topic to hopefully prevent people from developing heart failure as well as give people more information about heart failure who may be dealing with it or recently diagnosed with heart failure. So what are some of the risk factors for developing heart failure? One is having coronary artery disease or heart disease, having a history of diabetes, high blood pressure, being obese or overweight. Then also there's some other conditions that may place individuals at risk for heart disease or heart failure, shall I say. And that's severe lung disease, sleep apnea, dealing with a heart muscle disease, which may either cause the heart to be enlarged or inflamed. In addition, some other risk factors related to heart failure is abnormal hemoglobin or severe anemia. That increases your risk for heart failure, which is basically another way of saying low blood count or low iron in the blood that supplies oxygen to the rest of the body. Hyperthyroidism, where the thyroid gland is functioning more so than it should, so it's overactive, as well as having abnormal heart rhythms may increase your risk for developing heart failure. There may be issues related to defects that individuals may have been born with that impact the heart that may put them at risk for heart failure. And that's better known as congenital heart defects, where a heart does not develop normally and individuals are born this way. And so as a result, they may develop secondary complications of heart failure. In addition, there are other issues such as valvular heart disease. So the valves of the heart don't function appropriately, increasing an individual's risk for heart failure. And for those of you who may not know, the heart is made up of four chambers. And so there are valves that separate those chambers. So when they are defective, then that results in the risk of developing heart failure later on. 
Also, just certain lifestyle choices increases individuals' risk for developing heart failure, such as smoking tobacco, eating poorly nutritious foods, such as foods high in fat, cholesterol, and salt, decreased physical activity, so really not exercising, and excessive alcohol intake are such unhealthy lifestyle behaviors that may increase your risk for developing heart failure. So now that we know what places individuals at risk for heart failure, let's talk a little bit more specifically about what is heart failure. Like I mentioned earlier, the heart is a four-chamber organ. And so the main responsibility of the heart is the main pump of the body. So it's responsible for pumping out blood to the rest of the body to supply blood and oxygen to those organs so they can function appropriately. So when you think about congestive heart failure, it's a type of heart failure. There are different types of heart failure that exist, but I don't want to go into details about the others, but the main one that we want to talk about is congestive heart failure for this particular episode. And so when it says heart failure, it doesn't mean that the heart has failed and it's not functioning. It means that the heart is not pumping properly. So it results in poor output of blood to the rest of the body. And it basically acts like a pump that is no longer functioning appropriately. And therefore anything behind that pump will back up leading to increased fluid overload and result in heart failure because you have decreased output of blood to the rest of the body. There are three types of heart failure, but like I said, the one that we're focusing more so on is congestive heart failure. So as a result, when this blood you know, backs up behind the heart pump, you have the development of fluid that may collect in your lower legs because you're not having the blood circulate properly throughout the body. So you may have lower leg swelling, you may have the fluid back up in the lungs, and that increases your chance of developing what we call pulmonary edema, which is another fancy term for saying fluid buildup in the lungs. And if the fluid buildup in the lungs becomes severe, then you have individuals where they go into respiratory distress or where there is severe difficulty breathing. And like I mentioned earlier, you also will have the backup of fluid where you have developing of swelling in the legs as well as the ankles. And in some individuals, if it becomes severe enough, you may have what we call weeping where the fluid is like almost leaking from the legs because it's so much fluid build up within the lower legs. And so that has to escape some way. And so you have this fluid appearing on the surface of the skin. So now that we've talked about some of the risk factors, what is actual congestive heart failure? Now let's talk about some of the symptoms and how individuals may present and just in general, what individuals should be looking for to discuss these particular symptoms with their primary care doctor or their specialist, especially if they develop these symptoms. So it could be looked into more specifically to see if there's any issues regarding your heart. So those symptoms that could potentially be related to heart failure is persistent cough, wheezing, fluid excess buildup, like I mentioned earlier, in your lower legs, ankles, unusual fatigue. And what I mean by that is that your typical normal day-to-day activities, you, you have been functioning fine now, you're more tired than usual doing your normal activities of daily living, such as you know, your walking, your typical housework, things of that nature, doing your job. 
at a high functioning level, but now it's decreased and you're you know more tired than usual. So that may be something that you need to discuss more specifically with your primary care doctor or specialist. Also, there may be some lack of appetite or nausea that individuals may need to look into. Impaired thinking, increased heart rate. So individuals think about increased heart rate, you know, you feel like your heart is beating really fast or feel like the beating pattern is not the normal for you. You can kind of sense something different. That's when you should seek medical attention to further evaluate these symptoms. Okay, we've talked about some of the symptoms. So individuals may be wondering, okay, how is it diagnosed? That's another great question. So the initial evaluation as far as, you know, discussing your symptoms with your provider, your medical doctor, and they may look into doing additional tests once they get a good history and physical exam. And these particular tests, such as an EKG or electrocardiogram, just looking at the heart rhythm to see if there's some abnormal rhythm that could be potentially causing the heart failure. They may look at getting Further imaging, such as an echocardiogram, that basically is like an image that looks at the pumping function of the heart to look more so at the valves and see if the ejection fraction, and what I mean by the ejection fraction, is how much blood the heart is pumping out every time it beats that pushes blood out to the rest of the body. And that's supposed to be at a certain level as far as ejection fraction. And a normal ejection fraction for an individual should be 50% to 70%. Now, when you start entering the realm of congestive heart failure and potential diagnosis of congestive heart failure, you will have an ejection fraction less than 40%. Then you start looking at other ways to diagnose. You have what we call stress tests. That's basically when you stress the heart to see with imaging that looks at the blood supply to the heart to see if that's defective, as well as looking at how the heart is functioning when it's stressed. So that would be in situations where you're doing exercise, like on a treadmill, or they may induce this particular type of stress on the heart with a medication to simulate a stressful impact on the heart to see if it's functioning and pumping appropriately. The other is another imaging is such as the MRI that may look at the heart as far as the structure and the imaging of how the heart pumps as well. And then there's a little bit more of an invasive procedure called the heart cath where you undergo a procedure where there is imaging when a tube type of device is used to look further into the heart, which is a type of system to assess the flow, the functioning of the heart. And they are taking pictures as they look at this guide instrument that goes into the heart to see if there's any abnormalities noted on exam. Now, of course, what imaging or workup or testing procedures that an individual undergoes will be individualized because it depends on the history, risk factors, things of that nature to determine what type of diagnostic procedures and tests that an individual should undergo. Let's talk about some of the treatments for heart failure. There are different types of treatments, but of course, the main thing that you want to work on is lifestyle choices. So decreasing your sodium or salt intake. And so according to the American Heart Association, individuals should be consuming less than 2,000 milligrams of salt. 
So that's less than a teaspoon of salt per day. But when you start looking at individuals with heart failure, that goal is more close to 1500 milligrams of salt a day. So it's important to start looking at labels, how you season your food. And also when you're eating out, because a lot of individuals aren't able to quantify how much salt is in their food. So a lot of times it's better to look at what you're cooking at home to make sure that you're not consuming too much salt. But if you're eating a lot of processed foods or, you know, frozen type of foods those particular foods have a lot of salt because basically salt is used as a preservative so I usually tell individuals to start looking at labels when you start looking at highly processed types of foods and things of that nature so you won't be consuming a significant amount of salt on a daily basis as far as those healthy lifestyle choices you want to decrease you know the alcohol intake avoid smoking avoid drugs such as cocaine and amphetamines as well as decreasing the amount of stress, also increasing your physical exercise. So majority of adults should be doing some form of exercise. If you've listened to any of my previous episodes, especially my prior episode on heart health, I talked about that individuals should be doing at least 150 minutes of exercise per week. And that's where it's moderate exercise where you're breaking a sweat. Now, if you're doing vigorous exercise, it should be 75 minutes per week. However, before embarking on a new exercise program regimen, I usually recommend that individuals talk to their physician before doing so to make sure that it's safe and it's appropriate to decrease your risk of any complication as well as potential injuries. Also, individuals should be monitoring their weight, especially if they've been diagnosed with heart failure, because the main thing is, is that if you gain too much weight within a certain period of time, then you concern about number one, are your medications effective? Are you eating the appropriate diet? The primary care provider or specialist that you're seeing will tell you what your goal weight should be and what is considered excessive within a short amount of time and to determine if you're at risk for heart failure or an exacerbation of heart failure. In addition to just lifestyle choices, there are medications that are out there that are used to treat heart failure, but that will be something that should be discussed with your primary care doctor as well as your heart specialist or cardiologist. And if it's severe enough, individuals may need implants of certain types of devices to allow the heart to function appropriately, whether it be to make sure that it maintains an appropriate rhythm or pumping action to make sure that the heart is supplying enough blood to the rest of the body. If those things fail, some individuals may have to undergo heart bypass or valve replacement or maybe even something as extreme as a heart transplant. But those are usually isolated and more severe cases. Majority of individuals with heart failure are able to be managed with medications, lifestyle choices, as well as some of these implantable type of devices to make sure that the heart functions appropriately. So I know I went through a lot of information in a short period of time, but I wanted to give you some of the quick bullet points about congestive heart failure, being able to recognize what are the symptoms of heart failure, knowing what heart failure is, what are some of the risk factors, what are some of the 
unhealthy lifestyle behaviors that can be corrected to decrease your risk of developing some of these heart failure conditions, as well as what is used currently to treat heart failure. However, if you're not compliant with medications, the healthy lifestyle behaviors that are recommended, keeping your routine follow-ups, then it can lead to poor outcomes as it relates to heart failure. But by having the knowledge and the information that you need to hopefully prevent some of the complications can improve your outcome or individuals that you know dealing with heart failure their outcome as it relates to heart failure. So I will make sure that I put the resource link about heart failure in the show notes. So please make sure that you can check that out when you get the chance. And of course, if this information has been helpful, feel free to share with friends and family. And once again, this is your host, Dr. Dion. Take care. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. Please subscribe and feel free to tell your family and friends to check out the podcast. And remember, this podcast is for educational purposes only and the thoughts and opinions do not constitute medical advice.